0: I think we recognise at Loughborough that we are good at what we do. We're certainly not the only people in the sector who are good at what we do, you know there's loads of really cool examples out there. But yeah, I think it's just about planning and and having the right kind of people around the table when you think about the campaigns.
1: This episode is a real treat for you. The first of two special shows where I take you behind the scenes of the multi-award winning social media team at Loughborough University. I was lucky enough to chat to Liam Ross and Bethan Fagan from that squad and the chat was so good I've been able to split it into two parts. Part 2 will be with you next week so don't forget to subscribe but for now let's dive in and find out more about the team and what makes Loughborough's social media output so special. From the Access platform, he's Liam, she's Bethan, I'm Dave and this is Inspiration on Tap. Um, I had
2: crunchy nut, and then I had a banana with some honey on it, and then I had some crisps.
0: I had coffee, and more coffee, and now I'm having another coffee.
1: <laughs> good, good. Healthy choices then, crisps and coffee. That's all good. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, well, I'm Liam. Um, I'm My job title is Digital Engagement Officer at Loughborough University, and I've been working at Loughborough for four and a half years.
2: Okay, and I'm uh, Bethan, I'm the Assistant Digital Engagement Officer. Um, I'm coming up to three years working here but was alumni before, so, I'm, so I was student before that.
1: Great stuff. Well guys, thank you so much for taking the time. Welcome to the podcast. It's uh, it's marvellous to be on site at Loughborough, sat next to your your trophy cabinet that is bursting at the seams. Um, we've got lots of, lots of stuff that I want to get into. Um, before we really get into the into deeper questions of this, I'm just curious, you've kind of both hinted at your backgrounds, but how did you end up doing what you do here at Loughborough? What, what, what's the story for both of you?
0: So I kind of fell into social media and digital stuff um, in my third year of uni. So I was kind of trying to figure out what, what I wanted to do after I graduated, had that third year panic. Oh God, I've done nothing, Um, what should I do? Started writing a little bit about video games, started making videos um, about Minecraft, very cool, and kind of started teaching myself Adobe Premiere, things like that, so kind of had a little bit of video experience and then um, went for an internship at the University of Nottingham where I studied used that video experience, I knew how to edit videos, to weasel myself into their their digital team um, who were responsible for social media and video. Um, started doing more video stuff, kind of learned how to film, how to edit more professionally and started picking up a lot more of the social media stuff, Anne at Nottingham kind of taught me everything I know about social media and then yeah kind of spent a year there and then went for the job at Loughborough, and here I have been ever since.
1: And Bethan?
2: Yeah, so um, I was a student here, so I did my degree at the university, and throughout my degree I did a lot of voluntary work, so voluntary uh, marketing work for my sports club for um, one of the netball teams here, Loughborough Lightning, and then towards the end of my degree I started doing some paid work for the for some sport here, and then i was fortunate enough to get onto the digital engagement digital media internship here with the team with liam and and jonathan and from that i ended up staying on um, into a full-time role so which has been wonderful
1: great and, and obviously people listening won't know this but you know i'm, I'm impressed that you've, you've taken the brand to heart so much that you're even wearing brand colors as we sit and record this is yeah it's,
2: it's not optional we we have we have to it's yeah, good yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's
1: real dedication to the cause <laughs> i imagine you've got tattoos somewhere as well but yeah i can't show you that unfortunately <laughs> so i mean you 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 you're here and you're part of, of the loughborough dream team i mean what's the what's the setup of the team here and and what's what's the background of that is it is it something that is has been in place for a while now is it still growing what what sort of skills have you got across the team just give me a bit of a an overview of the of the Loughborough marketing squad
0: yeah a bit of an overview so Emma Leach who is our director um, started at Loughborough about five years ago and my role was one of the first that she brought into the the loughborough marketing team as he kind of fully focused on social media and digital activity so that was that was kind of the beginning of the the social media role at loughborough. Um, obviously social media was being done before then we had colleagues with experience who were doing it before then, but they had other other priorities as well um so that's kind of the beginning of that, but across. The entire marketing advancement team, there's about 120 of us, I think. Um, And that includes things like international student recruitment, marketing. In our little web and digital team, we have loads of skills in that team. We're a very creative team, very output kind of driven. So we have web developers and designers. We have photographer. We have videography, part of our team. Um, And we also have web content and SEO Kind of content optimization and content strategy as well as the kind of social media and digital engagement side of things so there's a there's a lot of a lot of kind of different people in the team very broad remit we we're a completely in-house team so a lot of the stuff we do at Loughborough is is done in-house so as part of marketing advancement we also have a, a design team um, so a lot of universities will use kind of external designers or, or agencies, and we we do all of ours in house, all of our video, all of our photography, or majority of our photography and video and design is all done in house. So um, yeah, that's that's kind of a little bit of the the overview of the of the wider team. And I don't know if maybe Beth and you want to talk about the social team a little bit more.
2: Well, I was going to mention the the intern setup that we have here as well we have I mean so when I started it was um, simply one or two teams would hire an intern that worked worked with them paid internships which was sort of some teams did some teams didn't and now we've got what can only be described as a fleet of interns. Uh, so we have an awful lot of interns we have uh, from graphic design we have we have one in our social media team and um, they're all uh, Loughborough students or they all uh, either placement students or graduates I think this is really really key to to what we've been doing in the last few years now is that we have got former or current students working for us. I think it keeps us keeps us on the ball a little bit in terms of what's trending, what what what's good. We can see if they're receptive to it or not. So, for example, our, our intern, Sammy, does a brilliant job. It's also really important to to have her in the team because we can sort of uh, bounce things off her and see what she says and and she comes up with things herself that we we could never come up with ourselves because yeah so our social team is is i think really really benefited from having a a permanent internship with us
1: that's really powerful eh? and kind of a a step up from from a student ambassador role as well i guess a much more much more focused full-time thing that's 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 really great and that's really useful to to get a flavor of what the team looks like so i mean my next question is probably a difficult one to answer because i know from having worked in house side that that there isn't really a, a typical week in this kind of job but if i forced you to come up with a a rough example of what a typical week might look like for you. What what sort of things do you get up to?
0: Um, yeah, like you said, it's difficult to to put that into something that isn't a five thousand word essay, I guess, because um, it changes from from week to week. But we're kind of the the first port of call. We try to be the first port of call for anything to do with social media at the university. Mm-hmm. Um, myself, Bethan, and and Sammy kind of fill fill that role. Um, so it could be enterprise, it could be research, it could be sport, it could be um really anything comes our way. We might be thinking about campaigns that we want to run. Um, we might be thinking about the kind of day to day news jacking looking at things that we've been tagged into that we might want to share so. Um, yesterday we were shouted out by Nicky Morgan in the in the House of Commons um, and Theresa May said thank you to Loughborough so that was obviously a a big thing for us so yeah it can it can be a lot of a lot of different things the the very stereotypical kind of buzzwords I guess of social media the listening the engaging the the planning the the strategy.
1: So who's who's would you say is your key audience on social media is it are you looking to to engage with prospects with your current students is it? Is it a mixture? Is it someone else? So, have you got have you got a number one target audience in mind?
2: Um, I think we we break down our channels into audiences. So we do we 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 approach each channel differently. We don't just sort of put content out in, uh, as as a blanket. We we look at one channel, say for example LinkedIn. We know that that's a big alumni audience. We know that that's a finalist special. You know, there's a, a few staff on there. Um, friends and partners of the campus things like that so the content we'd put on linkedin would be totally different to what we'd be putting out on facebook for example or snapchat or it's, it's, so snapchat for example still a massive player it's really important for prospective students but it, they wouldn't be interested in graduate jobs things like that that it, it wouldn't hit the mark so i think it's quite a difficult question so which is our key audience because it's it totally depends on the channel massively for us and that's that's part of our strategy is that we we try not to do this blanket content we really focus in and and see what works best
1: and I guess having that approach means you've got completely different goals for each channels as well because that was going to be my next question is if it, if you had a particular thing you were trying to achieve but it's it's all going to be down to your audience in your campaign isn't it? So, so moving on to your campaigns then I mean I, I've obviously as many people in the sector will have sort of seen bits and bobs of yours come up across the years and to me your campaigns always feel very very well thought out very well planned do you do what sort of a balance do you do between your your planned campaigns your proactive ones and your more reactive stuff because I know speaking to other universities some universities even set aside time purely to do reactive stuff whereas a lot of the Loughborough campaigns I see like as I say tend to be more of those those ones that have been in the calendar for a while. So do, do you do much of a split between b- between planned and and reactive?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think we try to plan out as as much as we can in advance. If it's something that needs some sort of creative made for it, then we most of the time we need to plan that out in advance. We do have some some different kind of skills in our in our smaller kind of social team, but the, you know, we like to use the kind of professionals that we have in the team whether it's videography, photography or design. Um, as much as we can so we do need to work that into our to our planning um, if we if we do want to put something out on social media but I think we we obviously recognize that not ever you can't plan for everything um, you always need to be fleet-footed and, and try and react to things that are coming your way um, as, as much as you can so I think it, it is a it is a real balance I'd say we probably do a little bit more of the planning than the reactive stuff maybe a, a kind of 70 30 split maybe um that's just a figure i've just made up but um yeah that's that's probably the the rough kind of way we do we try to plan as as much as we can but you also plan for the reactive stuff as
1: well and without giving away too many trade secrets what's sort of what's your mix between organic and paid do you have much of a budget for the paid side of things or, or do you get do you get a good enough traction from your organic stuff
0: we try to keep it as organic as possible we don't have a we don't have a specific paid social budget, but we have been kind of experimenting a little bit more um with some paid stuff, particularly past twelve months. I think it's kind of just one of those necessary evils um I think if we had loads more time, loads more time to plan and think about things a little bit more, then we could do more paid more organic stuff, pardon. But um, I think the paid stuff can be just in terms of you know just being able to reach the right people. Um, that's just really powerful. And I think paid social can sometimes be a bit of a dirty word. And I don't think it. I don't think it should be. I think it can be a, a crutch for some people that they kind of rely on it and they keep relying on it. And I think that's that's where it starts to get a little bit dangerous because if you just say, "Oh, we won't think about this. We'll just pay for it." That's where I think you you're doing yourself a disservice. But when you know you've got a post that's performing really, really well, and you actually want it to do even better, I think that's where we tend to to look at page. You know, if if it's something that we think is particularly strong, but Facebook might be feeling a bit mean that day, and we we might want to just give it a little bit of a of a leg up. But we've also been kind of experimenting a lot with paid stuff for for recruitment. So obviously um, digital marketing, thinking about the importance of social media for speaking with younger people, um, thinking about Instagram and what we're doing in that space. We've, we've looked at research that says prospective students don't engage with us on social media until they're at the applicant stage. So kind of thinking about, well, you know, do we need to use paid social to reach them before that? And that's kind of where, where we've been looking for, for kind of paid stuff.
2: I think as well in terms of when we've run community events and things like that mm. as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've recently, you know, campus-wide events that we run, reaching community can be another obstacle. Yep. Yep. Um, and if we want the local area, if we want Loughborough uh, Town to be engaging with our, you know, even wider Leicestershire to be engaging with us and coming to certain events like heart-to-heart, things like that, then paid is, a, is, is an excellent way of achieving that goal Yeah, because um, they might not necessarily be following the account. So... Again, community events, I'd say paid is a a great example of where we can
1: use that smart
2: we can be smart with the money.
1: Absolutely, yeah. So I've made it to what, this is question eight of the interview. I've made it this far without massaging your ego massively, but I think I think we're gonna have to we're gonna have to cut that now. I mean, you guys and your campaigns you must realise that you I'm sure you realise this that they're like the go to standout examples more often than not. They're the ones that everyone looks at. Why are you guys so good at this? We'll be back right after this quick message. Thanks so much for checking out this podcast. It's a brand new show, which means I can legitimately do the cliched podcast thing of asking you for a quick rating or review. It would really help us get our name out there. And of course, while you're doing that, you might as well subscribe too, so you don't miss a beat. You might also like to know, that over at the access platform we put out a fantastic newsletter at the end of every month it's full of great reading from around the higher ed sector and it really will brighten up your inbox sign up for that and find out all about how our ace platform will help you attract convert and recruit more students at theaccessplatform.com. or send us your favorite dog gif to at ta platform on twitter okay back to the show so good at this
0: (laughs) well that's that's really kind of you to say dave i think i think we 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 recognize that we are our campaigns are really strong i i put my hands up and say they're they're definitely the favorite you know summer is is my favorite time of year we just go from big campaign to big campaign i really love that Um, we kind of spend all year prepping for that and then execute those over the summer I think I think they are good and I think they are some of my favourite personally, my my favourite things to work on. I think there is there is obviously an element of the fact that we are very good at saying how good we think those campaigns are. Um I think there are some really, really cool things being done in higher ed across the whole sector, and it's lovely to be kind of included in those in those examples of, of best practice when we are. In terms, of, in terms of why I think we're so good, I think we, we do have a really, although there is a lot of us in M&A, marketing advancement at, at Loughborough, I think we do have a really strong, close-knit team and we have some really, really good individuals who are very creative, extremely good at what they do and we, we do kind of take that, try and take that step back where we can and, and plan things out we we try I've, I've been talking a lot recently about three elements that we that we try and bring into our campaigns which are um advocacy authenticity and personalization and we we try and think about those things wherever we can to bring our campaigns up slightly to to make them a little bit less faceless i think we we recognize at loughborough that we that we are good at what we do um we're, we're certainly not the only people in the sector who are good at what we do you know there's loads of really cool examples out there but yeah, I think it's just about planning and and having the right kind of people around the table when you think about the campaigns.
1: And was there a, was there a point at all in the last couple of years when y- y- your your influence, I guess, sort of dawned on you that when when you realised that everyone else was looking at what you were doing for inspiration, or, or has it just has it just happened as as the awards have rolled in and the blog posts have come up on your social listening? <laughs> um,
0: I I think I think there there was a little bit of a maybe we could say the golden ticket was was a mm-hmm. kind of a little bit of a of a golden age, I guess, for for us. Um that that went really big um on A Level Results Day in 2016. 2016. You know, we, we kind of really started pushing the the Elba family thing. It was all very joined up. It was very simple, but actually the students really, really loved it. Um the media picked up on it. So I think I think that was maybe when we started thinking Hey you know we're on something here with these with these ideas with this vibe of the the Elbra family. Personally, I I try not to think about the the pressure that that brings too much. Mm-hmm. I think I'm quite good at just not thinking yeah. about that. I don't know if that's the same for you Bethan, but um
2: And yeah, no, I I agree with the the pressure thing. I think if we if we spent a lot of time worrying about what other social media teams thought of our campaigns, I think we'd be second guessing ourselves and it's, it's I think it's our confidence that carries us quite quite well. Um, I think if we, you know, again second guessing ourselves and thinking, oh, we can do, you, you, you know, is it, sh- should we do this? Should we do this? We just do it because if it's got that far, then it must be a good idea. Because um, there's quite a few people that can turn around and say this is a terrible idea. So if it's made it through all of those people, then uh, it must be pretty good. But yeah, I think again, echoing Liam there a bit outside pressure we just you know we, we can't sit and listen to it we need to just crack on really mm.
0: i think i think we have a really can do most of the time um we have a really kind of can do attitude at loughborough so you, you might you know you might go to to somewhere and you might say hey how are you thinking about kind of personalizing this campaign you know we 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 do that through print um we're very lucky to have an in-house print team who we can we can work with to do that and we can do the things to to kind of get that done and i think Maybe if you went to some other institutions, you you get that. Oh well, we can't do that, or oh that's going to be really difficult to sort out. And a, and actually, I think at Loughborough we're we're kind of very lucky to have people in the organisation who just say, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, you know, we can make that happen, or that's going to be tricky, but actually, we'll we'll find a way to make it happen. And I think that's that's part, maybe a little bit part of our part of our ethos about um, we just get we get things done. Try not to say or oh, we can't or we don't. Um, as much as possible i guess
2: we have to try a few things before we
1: say we can't i think definitely so where do you get your inspiration from when you when you when you're brainstorming ideas and coming up with stuff is there any anyone either within the sector or or from beyond the sector that you particularly look to for for ideas
2: i think part of the role of social working in social media is keeping an eye on the trends and keep keeping your sort of finger on the pulse a bit Again, we have a bit of a, a bit of a joke about our sort of sort of shower thoughts, but it is true. It's it's, it's stuff that we sort of <laughs> see subconsciously, yeah. and one of us will come into work the next day and go, "You know what it might be a really really good idea?" And it's just something as simple as that. And we've had some of our best, you know, some of our some of our best results on social media have been from just general conversations. I mean, I, I sort of said to Liam once, "Do you think I should go to Margate on a train and watch Ross Edgley coming in uh, from his Great British Swim?" And then we just said. Actually, yeah, that would be a really good idea, yeah. and that's some, that was some of our best performing social content of the year. But it just comes from, again, it's going back to the last question of this can-do attitude. It's we are given the we are given the confidence, and we are given the ability to just try things and do things, and if they don't work, they don't work.
1: But and trust in your gut as well. I yeah, guess.
2: trust, and massively, just trust in our gut. And again, it is a confidence thing. It's it's just it comes from that really. But yeah, yeah. shower thoughts. Shower, shower
0: thoughts. Yeah, always think about things in the shower about work. That's. Definitely, yeah. yeah. It does work. I don't know why it
1: works, but it does. Alarm clock goes up, bang. Ideas are floating on the right way. I'm impressed. Yeah, very impressed. So you touched on um, on the Elborough family campaign um, a couple of questions back, and I wanted to dig a bit deeper on that because it's it's definitely one of my favourite campaigns of yours. It's something I regularly reference when I'm doing presentations about the good examples of, of the sector doing social media well tell me a bit about where that all came from. And I guess for anyone listening who somehow hasn't come across the campaign, just give a, if one of you could just give an over an overview of what it is, what it's tried to do and how it's evolved over the last few years. Cause it, it it really has it really does feel to an outsider like me it really feels like not only has it caught the attention of people like me but it feels like it's really been bought into on campus and it has really brought people together
0: so um if you cast your mind back to the beginning of time in 2015 elba family actually kind of started life as something that um people in in our sports teams were using um so like many great things at Loughborough, it was it was kind of born through sport, I guess. It was something you know. Wednesday afternoons, a huge percentage of our students go out to play, referee, cover on social media or other ways, or watch sport. And and something that we were we were seeing come up again and again was this idea of the team, this idea of the family with regards to sporting success for Bucks. And we, I, I think we as a as a marketing team really saw that as a as an opportunity to do a little bit more with that Um, we kind of took that idea um, from someone I think I think the first I can't remember who the first Elba family tweet is from but it's definitely someone sporty maybe at the at the students union took that um, started mapping out the kind of stakeholders Um, we've got a nice kind of graphic of a heart with loads of different audiences around it and really really kind of started applying that to to our campaigns and and to the the actual sense of of community that we have on our on our campus as as a campus university so I think I I think it probably that's that's the kind of history behind it and and like you've said Dave over the over the past kind of three or four years that's really kind of started bringing together people on social media you know it gives it gives people a way um, to connect with the university wherever they are in the world um, it also gives a lot of brands and shops in town uh, an easy way to advertise to our students but um, outside of that you know I think it's been it's been really really strong campaign
1: It seems to be really powerful for new students as well like in terms of making that first impression because you were saying they don't they don't actively engage with you until their their applicant stage or probably even until they've accepted but like that first way of feeling welcome on campus before they get here has it, has it been helpful for that sort of stuff as well
2: oh it's 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 featured in uh, you know mostly in our uh results day mm-hmm. but we we do sort of hint at it when we're when we're sending out our good luck cards for example it is something that we will you know say you know, really best best of luck you know hope you hope to see you soon our family sort of mm-hmm. vibes but yeah it's, it's massively massively important as part of our results day campaigns i mean Sort of speaking, as someone who was a stu- who was still a student when that campaign just sort of briefly started, because um, so that would have been in my final year, it's it, it you know it is how I view the university and as as, a, as a, from the student angle, it is it is it's just part of being on this campus. It's part of being a student here. Is you know the hashtag Albert family, it gets thrown around like nothing, but it's such yeah. a seamless in terms of a social media campaign. It's so seamless. It's not even it's just, it's not even something you think about, people just say it, people will say it unironically. You know, it, it, it is, it's is—it's just part of our vernacular on campus, really. But yeah, massively important for our results day, um, well, right it. through to graduation and beyond as well.
1: Yeah, and i was sorry for, for interrupting. I, I love with the, the results day stuff in particular, you you seem to do a lot of um, offline, like in real life stuff to tie that, that, camp, that hashtag in. So the golden ticket, you've done the, I remember one year you did, actual filters for people to put in front of their faces like how important a part of it is that side of it the sort of shifting it off digital slightly even if they do share the results back on digital if you see what i mean but, but does it is that important in terms of actually making it real
0: i think i think that is it is massively important i think um we can we can get it's very very easy to get trapped in our digital bubbles mm-hmm. Um, and I think when you when you take a step back and, and look at the kind of noise that's that's out there for particularly for 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 young people on on the Internet these days, you know, there's there's so much out there from celebrities to news to, you know, just all sorts of stuff. And the the university journey um, is one of the longest and, and probably most complex things that, uh, that a person at that age has probably gone through. Um, in their life and they you know they might be following us on social media but the way that the the algorithms work the way that um, the channels work they might not see our content on the days but what they will see is something that comes through their their letterbox um, at 11 o'clock in the morning because there's you know they'll be at home they'll be waiting for the results they might have come back from school and found out that they're, they're coming to Loughborough and actually them arriving home to to get that um, through the door is is just so powerful it, it completely cuts through the noise the noise of their of their friends celebrating on on social media of their results and and kind of delivers it straight into their to their lap I guess and I think the the success of those campaigns has been that then that then follow-up of you know how do we how do we get that thing to them and tell them to come online and and join in our conversation and I think obviously like Beth and touched on, the, the idea of the Elba family is just so simple that it that it works so nicely. And, you know, a a challenge I think for us has been as as the social media channels and how people use them has changed so much over the past three years from you know you look back three years ago to to twitter and the hashtag was was crazy busy you know everyone was all over it and now people are using instagram a little bit more which is a, a lot less difficult a lot more difficult to kind of search through and and harvest that kind of content and engage with it so the challenge really has been you know how do we communicate to people to to get involved with us because that print that personalized element is is so powerful for us i think so that that has been the cha- the challenge and like i said it's just it's so powerful,
1: and I guess it's it's really prompted a load of sort of user generated content as well for to sort of bolster those campaigns. More broadly speaking, what how important is the UGC side of it for what you do on social? Is it is it something you encourage? Is it something your your students get involved with over the course of the year?
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, the you know the um, the UGC stuff is is so important. Particularly with the with the results day campaigns, I mean, if, if there wasn't any user generated content, it would just be um, us just shouting into the void, and I yeah. guess nothing coming back. So that's that's obviously really really powerful, and we we've, we've tried to tailor what we send out to kind of fit that promotion of of sharing something on social media. So like you touched on with the with the selfie frames and the, and the stickers, um, but th- throughout the year, it's definitely a, a huge thing as well. I mean, I think. Beth and we'll, we'll touch on some few th- a few more things in a minute, but in terms of our, our Instagram channel, we we do try and make that like a community, um, mostly kind of community driven. Channel so a lot of the f- photos that we'll share in our feed will be from our from our users themselves kind of strengthens that relationship with with our users and allows us to not have to be out on campus roaming every day to try and find a picture which is obviously can be a struggle but yeah i mean ugc is, is so important for us kind of throughout i think
2: yeah definitely and with um things like results day or the good look cards for example again going back to that sort of channels and and looking at looking at what we're going to be putting out on certain channels things like good look cards for example if people are sharing them on twitter for example saying look what i've received more often than not the society that's mentioned in the good look card or perhaps we'll have a look at their bio and uh, replied to them saying, "Hey, see so you're a, a keen windsurfer, you know? Go and have a, you know, check these guys out, and we'll tag in the society or we'll tag in the sports clubs, and it just there's a, there can be a whole conversation going on on someone's tweet where all these clubs are coming in, uh, all these societies and student bodies and whatnot, or exec members are getting involved, and it's just it's it's it's, it's a nice little conversation that again going back to that Elba family theme is is really really strong." Um, again um instagram stories like Liam's just mentioned that's that's becoming a very interesting channel um i think quite a few institutions are probably trying to figure out what who, who their audience is on instagram yeah. stories but ours is mostly current students so things like for example our uh, campus events again that is people tagging us and we we're, we're trying to put out we're, pro- we're probably trying to put out at least 60% content going up on our instagram stories on event days or things like that we want it to come from students yeah. we, we would much prefer it to come from students because it's just so much more engaged and it's it's more authentic you know and it is you know like Liam said we're not running across campus trying to find stuff we can our students are already creating it why wouldn't we use it yeah yeah,
0: yeah. I think as, as the demands on the team have, have grown throughout the years you know UGC is a natural evolution to being able to cover more on campus and and off campus as well like Beth has said I mean a lot of unis are ahead of us in terms of using things like vlogs student creative vlogs and we've actually just we're going to be putting out our our first one this week obviously not this week by the time um, people are hearing this but this week is our, is our first kind of vlog going out, which we're, we're excited about. We've worked with two students on that. So we're looking forward to seeing how that does because, you know, we've we've looked at the trends. Just yesterday, we found a new student vlogger who's, who's talking about their experiences at Loughborough. Um, you search Loughborough University on YouTube and hers is one of the first videos that comes up. Even, you know, after all of our, uh, before all of our content and, you know, that video is maybe seven days old. Um, She has two videos on her channel and that video has over 500 views in like a week. And there's comments in there that says, you know, really enjoyed this video. I'm going to choose Loughborough over somewhere else now because of this video. And it's just, you look at that and you go, well, how can we, you know, how can we not tap into what our students are saying about our university and, and harness that so I think our roles have changed quite a lot from from sort of creating and generating the content to actually managing and and trying to work with student content creators more and obviously like we touched on the beginning having an intern in the team is is absolutely vital to that because they can they can look at that content and go oh that's that's rubbish or you don't want to do that or oh I'd do it like this or how about we do we do this instead and that that kind of insight into I mean I'm I'm 27 now I feel like a fossil compared to some people um, in our office now because you know even just that six six or seven years difference is 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 a huge gap in terms of what our students are like now and and what being a student was like when I was at university
1: so aside from the Elborough family stuff what are some of your other favourite other campaigns that you've worked on because I know as a university you do quite a lot of um, sort of health awareness campaigns that have been really well received maybe maybe if one of you if you each pick sort of one each that you particularly enjoyed working on in the last couple of years
2: yeah oh, probably throw it out there school games you may or may not know about the school games but um, we certainly do it's a <laughs> massive um olympic style uh, competition that takes place and it's been on campus for the last uh three years and we've had the marketing camp uh, marketing contract for it for for two years uh, so 2017 2018 and it's it's, it's it's youth sport trust it's sport england it's a host of ngbs um a lot of refunds except uh, all, all sorts of um people involved in that and yeah, leading the social media on that i'd say was was a massive undertaking in terms of uh, just the size of it it was a bit of a beast you know when you've got a thousand young athletes on campus and all their families and all their friends that, that that's a big beast to work with yeah just four days of madness organized chaos I think I'd describe it <laughs> as but again just I think that's the uh, real highlight of what this team's capable of doing I've got a videographer Dane and the, the PR team did an excellent job host PR you know national news coverage everything from their side perfectly plays off what we do that a really good example of what this what this university marketing team is capable of doing. Um, a host of talent involved mm. in pulling that off. Yep. But yeah, that, that that would be my favourite. Still get flashbacks now. <laughs> in a good way, right? <laughs> in a good yeah 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 good way.
0: Um, yeah, I I I'd echo that. I think the school game is obviously a big big success for us. A little bit outside of our our usual remit, so almost used a little bit like a like an agency like that, which is quite strange actually but actually you know in terms of the skills that our team have picked up from working on that and the benefits we've had from that have been have been monumental really my my favorite probably one of my favorite campaigns I'd like to talk a little bit more about the the health and the and the kind of drives that we've done on campus but actually my one of my favorites is probably the stuff we do around freshers um, so when we welcome our new students to the university, I think that's that's one of the, the key times in the year where we can be almost like a, I think Tim used the word like funny uncle um, at Case the other week. Um, we can be that informative, light touch, really kind of nice period of people's lives where they're excited, they're nervous, they're like sponges. They really want to know everything about Loughborough before they get there. They want to meet people. Um, and I think the, the content and the things that we've put out on our channels for those people, particularly in the past couple of years, I think has been, has been really, really good. Loads of pickup um, from our Facebook group. So, yeah, I think, I think that's probably, probably my favorite.
1: You've been listening to Inspiration on Tap, a podcast brought to you by the Access Platform. Our tool gives you an authentic connection to prospective students in the form of chat, content and FAQs. We'll help you attract, convert and recruit more students. Find out more, book a demo or sign up to our awesome newsletter at theaccessplatform.com and come and say hi on Twitter where we're at TAPlatform. This episode was hosted and produced by me, Dave Musson, and my guests were Liam Ross and Bethan Fagan from Loughborough University's ace social media team. They're both on Twitter, at Leeham Ross and at Bethan underscore Fagan, and they can usually be found wherever awards are being handed out. Our theme tune and ad music were created for us by Laptop Philharmonic. Find more of his music on Apple Music, Spotify, and at laptopphilharmonic.bandcamp.com. Last of all, don't forget to subscribe to this show, Inspiration on Tap, so you never miss a future episode. And feel free to leave us a rating or review, as it really helps. Or, just tell a friend about our show. Or, constantly call your local radio station requesting Inspiration on Tap, even though they don't play podcasts on air. If you're persistent enough, they might just play it to shut you up. Catch you next time.